Hey there. Before we start the show, I thought I would remind you that I am a coach. Yep. I work one-on-one with women who are in hard marriages and trying to stay in better ways, women who are separated or divorced and trying to heal, women who are dating post-divorce and wanting to make better choices, moms learning to let their kids go, women in all kinds of crises and transitions. And if you fall into any of those categories, or if you could just use a listening ear, some suggestions from an impartial source, and some prayer, we can set up a coaching call. I will put the link in the show notes for my coaching survey as your first non-scary step in moving forward. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many ways for us to move forward in our healing. Today, I'm going to share a bit about the fifth step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I shared my background with Al-Anon, you might want to start there. It's the mini Monday episode that aired on May 23rd, along with the episodes 28, 29, 30, and 31, where I shared about the first, second, third, and fourth steps. They all build on each other. So in case you have no idea um, and you're just jumping in, I want to recap that AA stands for Alcoholics Anonymous, and that is for people who struggle with an addiction to alcohol. And Al-Anon is for people who love someone who struggle with addiction. Al-Anon is what I attended for about a year and a half, probably about 15 years ago, um, and it changed my life, truly. So as with the other step episodes, I am going to start off by reading all 12 of the steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. I'm pausing here, even though I... (laughs) wish I would have thought to say this before I started step one. Um, I just want to make sure every person listening knows that this isn't just about alcohol, that you can fill the blank of alcohol in with almost anything else that has made your life painful, difficult, challenging, messy, et cetera. Okay. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over fill in the blank, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a, the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. These are from Al-Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Al-Anon Family Group Headquarters. So let's take a look at step five. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Okay, so this is a tough one, I'll admit. It was the most difficult one. And yet, it was the most freeing and rewarding step in my experience. So the lists that I created from step four, where I literally listed off everything I could think of that I had done wrong in my entire life. By the way, I would have done this. I probably was, mm, I'm going to say late thirties at that point when I went through the steps for the first time. Um, so I, so that was a lot. <laughs> I had done a lot of bad things up to that point. Um, and then I made a list of everything that I could think of that was done to me that was bad. Also very painful. Then um, a list of all the things I could think of that I had done well or right or good, which was weird. Um, and then all the good that had been done to me that I could think of, which was gratitude inducing for sure. So those lists were what I worked with when moving forward with step five. And I took this step in the simple, though not easy, order that it is laid out. So first, um, admitted to God the exact nature of my wrongs. Okay, so I literally just spent some time by myself. Um, I laid out all of my lists after I had spent the time creating them, which by the way, I did not do step four and step five in the same sitting. I wrote them and then I have no doubt that I gave myself probably a couple of weeks of a breather, um, especially because if I recall, my mentor and I were going through the 12 steps through the serenity um, companion for 12 step recovery book that I have shared with you guys about. So I think we were doing one step a month, if I recall, or one step every two, three, four weeks. So I would have done step four, uh, written the lists, and then step five would have been giving myself a little bit of time. Okay. So um, the first part of the step five is admitting it to God. So I read all of my lists out loud to God by myself, crying, I'm sure, through most of it, the good and the bad. I asked for his forgiveness for what I had done wrong. And in 1 John 4, sorry, in 1 John 1, 9, it says that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But let's be honest, especially when sitting there with lists of a lifetime of wrongdoings in front of you, it can be hard to feel forgiven and free. So I asked God to literally and tangibly help me feel his forgiveness, to help me walk in freedom, to help me lay all of this down as best as I could once and for all. So it also says the next part of the step is to ourselves. Well, I was kind of doing that at the same time that I was doing, as I was doing it to God, I was there, obviously. And I was letting myself sit with the pain 
of all I had done, of all that had been done to me. And um, I just sat with it. I didn't deny it. I didn't try to justify it. And so that was not like a second step for me. That was part of that one. But I, I did I did process that part. Okay, but then the step goes on to say, we admitted to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Oh, my lands, yikes. Okay, so like I said, at the time, I had been in a precious and healing mentoring relationship with my mama birdie at that point, probably for about a year. Um, and I'm so grateful that I had this place, this um, relationship, this safety net, and she had been through the 12 steps. So she was very familiar with this process. She had done a five step herself. Um, and she's also the most graceful person I've ever known. So, you know, when it was time for us to get to step five, I showed up at her house one day with my lists. She had some tissues out. She opened us in prayer. I read each list one at a time. I'm sure I was choking back some tears. I'm sure I was choking back much embarrassment and shame because I was saying some of these things out loud to another person for the very first time in my entire life. And she listened silently until the end. And then she read a Psalm and she prayed over me. Okay. So this step did not instantaneously change my life and all my relationships, but I do remember feeling a little bit lighter, truly. Also, I was completely exhausted. Um, and she told me that that was very normal to feel that way. Um, so saying all of these things to another person, it's not only scriptural, uh, as it says in James 5.16, confess your sins to each other so you may be whole and healed. And so we may pray for each other, which is such a beautiful picture of what a safe relationship is. But doing this step will help set you more free as scary as it sounds, to splay yourself out before another human being, I absolutely promise you. Because here's what I found. There isn't anything that hasn't been done by someone else. You haven't come up with a new sin, first of all. Um, my, you know, Mama Birdie, she didn't gasp. <laughs> she just listened. She teared up a bit when I teared up. She didn't judge because she's not my judge. She just held it all for me. Um, she let me unburden myself. She helped me give it all to God. It was hard, absolutely, but it was also really, really beautiful, girls. So if you're at this place, if you are following through with following along with these steps, um, if you have made the list that I recommended in the episode on step four and you're ready to do this, here's what I would do. So first, you're just going to read them all out loud to God alone. Um be really gentle with yourself. I wouldn't do it on a day that you like have a bunch of meetings or appointments. You really need to be able to carve some time out alone to do this. Um, and then the next step would be that you will perfectly consider who you can share all of this with. I would recommend it not be a spouse or someone who might be on your list. Um, it could be a mentor. It could be a therapist. I could even be your step five listener. I've had the privilege of being on the listening end of a handful of people, step fives, and it's an honor. And I'd be happy to do that for you as well. And then you actually go and do it. You actually find the person and you say the things out loud.
let me share with you some of the innumerable benefits to doing a step five. Okay. So step five reduces our shame. Um, it helps us process our grief. It moves us out of isolation. Oh my gosh. Especially when you might hear from your step five listener. Oh, me too. Oh, I did that. I mean, they won't be saying it along the whole time. There should be silence as you're doing it, but you might be really surprised to hear from your listener. Oh my gosh, I did most of those things or that kind of thing. Um, It will grow your ability to be honest and vulnerable. It will give you a clean slate, which in turn will like re-engage your sense of wanting to confess more consistently because you're going to want to stay that current with God and with others. It will remind you that we have a loving and forgiving God. It will remind you what Jesus did for you. It will increase your gratitude for his sacrifice. Um, It can help you see patterns and then know what you can work on. When you see it all written out, you're like, oh my gosh, that is connected to that, is connected to that. It's crazy. Um, It shakes loose our buried pain and resentments, which can bring health to all of your relationships in my opinion, there's no downside to going through the steps in general, but to doing a step four and a step five. In John 18, 37, Jesus says he is the way and the truth and the life. And in John 8, 32, Jesus says that the truth shall set you free. This is one of the most practical ways to bring the life and light of Jesus into your life, to allow his truth to open you up, to receive his freedom in a new and deeper way. It's beautiful. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So I am going to post a link in the show notes for where you can find a bunch of things, an Al-Anon group, a Celebrate Recovery group, a therapist, where you can order the Al-Anon daily readers that I refer to in this series, um, the Serenity Bible 12-step recovery group that my mentor and I went through, along with a link to a quiz to help you determine if you might be a touch codependent, links to several of my e-courses if you want to go deeper on any of these relationships or issues. If you have a question about any of this, you can um, message me or even send me a voicemail, which is new information to me through the podcast. Um, And as always, you can share this episode, subscribe to it, support it, rate it, or review it if you like it, all of which mean the world to me, girls. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter where you are in your spiritual or recovery journey, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delighted with you. And that will not change once you make these lists. His love for you will never change. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time. So, so much love.